Hello and welcome, friends, to this week's edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, here on Forward Radio. We're your cooperative, community-supported radio, and it happens because people cooperate. They give of their time, they give of their money to keep this great community treasure on the air. We'd love for you to go to forwardradio.org and become a part of it today by either signing up to participate and maybe you could host Host a program here on Forward Radio, whether it's a one-time access hour or a weekly program like this one, or maybe you want to be a guest on somebody's show, you can do all of that at forwardradio.org. And while you're there, click on Donate, chip in 20 bucks, and you could sponsor an entire day's broadcast. It's a great community treasure, and it only happens because we cooperate. And I keep saying cooperate because that is the theme of our show today. What we do here on Sustainability Now each week is bring you the voices of people who are thinking about cooperating to make sustainability a reality now in so many different ways. And what we're going to focus on today is cooperative economics for our city's future, regaining control of everything that sustains us in Louisville by cooperating together and thinking differently uh, than the traditional hyper-competitive capitalist model, which has done one thing for sure in in downtown Louisville, and it has driven grocery stores to the margins of our city. Uh, we've seen a spate of closures of grocery stores in our downtown neighborhoods, and now it's certainly true that many residents in Louisville's West End and the downtown core live more than half a mile from a supermarket and do not have access to a vehicle. And uh, we have seen, even in the uprisings around the murders of Breonna Taylor and David McAtee, when the only Kroger in the West End shut its doors to residents, community members rose up to cooperate and ensure there was access to food with great efforts like the Feed the West initiative. Well, a huge initiative that's been organizing for years, long before Breonna Taylor's murder and the closure of that Kroger in response, people in Louisville have been organizing to open a cooperatively owned Louisville Community Grocery. And you may have heard the news that Metro Council recently allocated $3.5 million to help support this project. But dollars are not enough. The co-op needs members, and they need to get 2,000 members in order to open, finally open the store, the dream of so many people to finally bring a community-controlled grocery store that's not going to go away or not going to change what's on the shelves simply because of market forces, right, uh, but is responsive and responsible to the community and the people who rely on that supermarket. And so you can learn more about this at louisvillecommunitygrocery.com. Uh, there's more information about the project and how to become a member today. They're at about 200 or so members and they need to get to 2000. So you could become a new co-owner of the Louisville Community Grocery and help get it open and reap all the benefits that come with membership. So what we're going to do today is bring you the full July 
July 30th press conference held by the Louisville Association for Community Economics, LACE, which has been organizing to get this Louisville community grocery open. We're going to hear an update about the progress in launching this store in a core urban neighborhood and uh, talk about the process of the membership campaign as well. So we're going to hear from several uh, LACE members and co-owners of the grocery, including we're going to start off with Cassa Heron, chair of the LACE board. We'll hear from Gina Dunlap, also on the Louisville Community Grocery Board, Lilius Pettit-Scott, an owner, uh, Chantrice Martin, also an owner and director of Feed the West, Minda Honey, another Louisville Community Grocery owner, Dolores Butler, who's on the board of the Louisville Community Grocery, Kelsey Voigt, also on the board, and Amanda Fuller as well on the board, and Doug Lowry, too. So you're going to hear a bunch of different voices from folks who've been deeply involved in this work here on Sustainability Now. And stay tuned after the press conference, we are going to turn to our community action calendar with all kinds of ways for you to get involved in making its sustainability a reality now here in Louisville. So stay tuned for that. But right now, enjoy the July 30th virtual press conference from the Louisville Association for Community Economics. Good afternoon and welcome to the Louisville Association for Community Economics and the Louisville Community Groceries press Conference. My name is Cassa Heron and I am president of the Louisville Association for Community Economics. For the rest of the time, I will refer to our organization as LACE for short. Um, today, we are asking, we've asked folks to join us so that we can give you an update on uh, what we've been up to to introduce LACE to many people and hopefully update uh, many of you on the Louisville Community Grocery. We'll have a Board member Gina Dunlap from the Louisville Community Grocery who will pre present on that project. And then she will be followed by a number of our members who will tell you about all the ways in which um, you can join and why they've joined and why it's important for us to, to uh, join together in this movement. And then we'll have um, a brief Q&A with press and we invite our folks that are following us on uh, Facebook to drop uh, comments in the chat. We'll try to get to you and certainly we'll answer your questions at the end of our presentation. So again, I'm board chair and president of LACE. LACE was born in 2017 as a nonprofit cooperative developer. I am one of many founders of that organization. We came together five years ago because we were really upset and frustrated with grocery stores closing in our community. And we knew that we had the at least social power and a little bit of guts and gusto to figure out how we could get a cooperative grocery store built in our community. We learned pretty quickly that in order for the grocery store, a cooperative grocery store to be successful, it needed a home, it needed um, some supporters, it needed someone to help or a body to help build its, its capacity. And we pretty quickly became that, that entity. We became our own support, our own capacity builders and LACE was born in, in that vein. Um, since then, we have been working um, directly with a community, doing a lot of engagement. Um, that's where we found our friends who are now board members of the Louisville Community Grocery. Um, and we've been working with them to get the grocery store built. Um, we have visions of supporting other cooperative businesses and enterprises. What we've learned from others uh, across the country is that cooperative grocery stores and cooperative businesses don't operate on their own. 
They operate in an ecosystem with other businesses that operate uh, similar to them. And so our vision for LACE is to support a number of cooperative, um, um, uh, cooperative businesses, cooperative entities, um, initiatives where people are pulling together their collective um, social power, their talents, their time, certainly their money to get things um, done in community that hasn't been done before. LACE is a membership organization. You can join LACE with $20 um, uh, that supports our work. We, are, we have been a 100% volunteer organization. We're working really hard to get staff. We um, are pretty clear and know that in order for us to build the grocery store and to really have this um, ecosystem that we need a, an organization where we hire people and we have folks that are thinking about this stuff more than a few hours a week than, than we are. And so we're excited about the fundraising efforts that we're doing um, that we have been doing and hopefully you will join us um, and help us in that vein. I will now turn it over to Gina Dunlap, who is a board member of the Louisville Community Grocery and she'll tell you more about that. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, CASA, uh, for the opportunity to um, address the community today. Um, what I'd like to talk about is, you know, why a community grocery? Um, I feel very honored and privileged to serve on the board of the Louisville Community Grocery. Um, we've heard a lot, as CASA mentioned, over the last several years um, about what it means to, to create um, to operate and to have a community grocery um, in Louisville, Kentucky. And so first I'll say that having a grocery store in general is something that I grew up with in West Louisville and we had lots of alternative grocery stores. And so to see the steady decline and the lack of access to what I'll call real comprehensive food is devastating, especially for those, you know, who have a lot of mouths to feed, but for everyone in terms of maintaining our health and stability um, at home. And why a cooperative? Well, I've been fascinated with the concept of cooperative groceries or cooperative business in general, because it is exactly what it sounds like. It's the ability for multiple people within a community to come together under the same values, you know, pooling their dollars and resources to reduce risk and to get and drive greater impact. So it makes complete sense in, in light of the private market's inability to really bring these types of amenities um, to the West, to West Louisville and other marginalized places in Louisville for us as community members to come together, pooling uh, both our resources um, and our skill sets in order to do something that can be really impactful for the community. So since October, we've been working diligently uh, as two parallel boards and uh, working together side by side to secure a market analysis, a market study that um, has given us very favorable feedback to the fact that a store like this is indeed needed uh, and can successfully thrive um, in the Louisville community. Also, we've been looking at several different sites particularly in the West End and Old Louisville, where we know there's, you know, tremendous populations uh, that could benefit from having, you know, a reasonable, affordable price grocery store with the greatest selection possible, you know, for, for affordable prices. And so we've been working with a team of consultants, people that are experienced in doing this before. Uh, they're helping us put together our financial 
analysis and our development plan, and we'll soon be moving into constructing um, an actual business plan, again, to, to prove to investors, both small investors and large investors, um, that this is a feasible, viable um, endeavor. In fact, based on our analysis, we know and we are setting a goal of recruiting at least 2,000 owner members for the grocery itself. And what does that mean? That means we're inviting you to purchase a share in the community grocery. Um, this is money that will be used to uh, develop and construct the actual store itself, um, to hire staff, and to go into full-blown operations. So shares are only $150, and uh, that's achievable for many. We also understand that it may not be achievable for others. So everyone is also invited and welcome to purchase or subsidize underwrite shares for other people so that everybody can have a vote, one share, one vote. Um, and that's what makes this endeavor so different from what you might see in the private sector or in traditional commercial industry. So we really do hope that you'll join us in this endeavor. And next, I'm going to pass it on to, to Lilius, who's going to talk more in depth about what it means to be an owner. And you'll hear from other owners. Thanks. Thanks, Gina. Hi, folks. My name is Lilius Pettit-Scott. And I will just share quickly about why I became an owner in the Louisville Community Grocery. And then we have three other owners on the call. We probably have more than that. Um, I'm, I know some, a lot of people on this call are owners, but three other owners that are going to share a little bit about why they have invested and are interested in being a part of the community grocery. So I really believe that our community has the resources, power, and skills to build its own wealth and resources. Um, I believe in businesses that are not driven by profit, but that serve the needs of the people so that that folks in our neighborhoods can really live a great life and support each other. Um, you know, food is a basic human right and it connects us all. And so cooperative businesses that model, or the cooperative business model really prioritizes democratic participation, community, cooperation, education, and particip participatory economics. And I, I really dig that. So that's one of the, those are a lot of reasons why I joined. I'd like to invite Chantrice Martin who's on the call to share about becoming an owner and also to talk a little bit about why a community-owned grocery store in West Louisville would help out families and other community projects like Feed the West. Hey y'all, it's good to see everybody from the safety and comfort of my home. So uh, I'm Sean Treese. I'm the director of Feed the West. Uh, many of you have donated and even volunteered, so I really appreciate that. It's been a major community effort. It is largely volunteer-run. Many of you know that we started it because of the fact that we live in a food apartheid here in the West End. Change Today, Change Tomorrow is our fiscal sponsor. Taylor Ryan is the executive director. We both kind of looked at each other and said, like, how are people going to eat? Um, how are people going to get food? And Louisville Community Grocery was one of the first organizations to reach out and say, how can we help? What do you need? Um, so that meant a lot to me. I originally joined the co-op because CASA was speaking and talking so passionately about food justice even before I moved back to Louisville last year. I didn't know who she was, but I was really digging everything she was talking about. <laughs> and so I said, okay, let me, let me check it out. I don't want to join a board. I don't want to do anything else. I'm like trying to get a house. But she convinced me and here I am. It's, it's been dope to see 
that this is not just something that popped up in someone's head. This has a lot of research behind it, which was compelling for me. I was asked at that time to be on so many different boards and with organizations, and I didn't know where my time would be best spent. But the determining factor for me was all the work that has gone into this project, all the um, not just passion, because a lot of people have passion about their projects, but the empirical data supports it. Everyone on the board is knowledgeable, the owners are knowledgeable, and there is an intentional push for West End residents like myself to be a part of the conversation on the front end instead of waiting and being reactionary, which a lot of initiatives in the West End, that's the blueprint, right? <laughs> like, we're just going to build something and hopefully they don't get mad at us. So I've been very impressed by that and inspired by it. And I am a former co-op member. The Glut Co-op in Maryland is a vegetarian co-op that's been around since the 60s. So it's just a bunch of hippies running the grocery store. Um, and when other places close, they're open. You know, and so I, I already was on the verge of buying in, but just the the passion, the research, it it inspired me. And, um, you know, when we started Feed the West, like I said, Louisville Community Grocery was one of the first to reach out. And they've continued to reach out, or we, because I'm on the board, have continued to do canvassing. Amanda, Michael, and Kelsey and I all did canvassing this weekend with a couple other folks in the Russell neighborhood. And, you know, people from the Louisville Community Grocery are not afraid to just go out in the community and knock on random doors and give out food. That means a lot to me. Some people, you know, some volunteers are kind of scared to go in the West End. They just see the news. Or they're scared to be around Black people, which is not helpful when you're passing out food to Black people. And so it has been dope to get to know folks on the board. But the biggest thing is I know that there's a commitment, regardless of what happens, what hurdles we encounter, there is going to be a commitment from this group and the future members to push forward despite all of the BS we have to deal with. And I'm not going to name anyone specific, but there are definitely people who hold up this work, who push back when we have excellent ideas that are backed by research. But there is a commitment to continue until we have a grocery store that will literally change lives. You know, with food justice, when you don't eat, you're less likely to go to school and to go to work. You're more likely to be truant and to be incarcerated. So it's, you know, people talk about the school to prison pipeline, but food is a big part of whether we can be successful. It has a lot to do with the health indicators. So for me, it was a slam dunk to be on this board and to be an owner. And I've also bought a share for one of our elderly residents who often gets food um, from Feed the West. So it's something that is very near and dear to my heart. And I'm excited to see the co-op and then the second location, third, fourth, and so on and so forth until like, we just don't live in a food desert, which would be dope. <laughs> Thank you, Chantrice. Thank you so much for sharing all of that great information and, and your passion. I'd like to invite Minda now, Minda Honey, to share about um, why she became an owner and how, you know, a community-owned grocery store in Old Louisville would really help out seniors and college students and the other diverse groups of residents that are in Old Louisville. Uh, I think anytime you look up and you're sitting in a room with Tish, Chantrice, and Casa, uh, Gina, you're obviously making the right calls. Like, <laughs> you're supporting the right causes. So I think that's more than enough reason to to be an owner to get behind this i personally i live in phoenix hill um you know i live my sister lives next door to me and she said the other day she was at that was that a cvs that's over there on broadway broadway and first and there was an elderly woman there trying to buy all what appeared to be all of her groceries for at least a week if not for the month out of a 
out of a, you know, a convenience store, basically out of a drugstore. And we know that those prices are high. We know that the fresh food isn't as plentiful. We know that it's just not really set up for that. And so to think that there are, you know, neighbors and individuals in our community, that this is kind of what they're reduced to because they don't have access. Like this is, this is unacceptable. You know, I'm a professor at Spalding University. Spalding is downtown and we have residents, we have college students that many of them do not drive. They're walking, they're riding the bus and they don't have easy access to a grocery store, you know, and we know that food instability is a large issue for college students. And like Chantrice was saying, you can't learn when you're hungry. So I want these students to have access to these things. You know, I grew up in, uh, in like Fern Creek, West Butchel area, plentiful grocery stores, grocery stores open 24 hours, you know? So for me, like I never had to struggle with not being able to get fresh food when I needed it until I was in grad school and I didn't have a car, I was riding the bus. And that was like the first time in my life that I was trying to ride the bus to the grocery store, which should have been, you know, a five to 10 minute drive, all of a sudden becomes like a 45 minute endeavor to get to the grocery store, to do your grocery store shopping. And heaven forbid you want a watermelon and some laundry detergent on the same day, because you're gonna have to make some choices. Like, you know, your arms can only haul so much. And I know people can get the little carts, but you ever try to lug one of those carts on the bus? And if somebody's Nana's behind you with her little cart, obviously, you're going to have to make room for her. You're going to give up something. So just these choices you got to make. And then to get those groceries all the way back home, hoping that your food, your frozen goods don't thaw in the process. And I only had to do that for about nine months of my life. So to know that there are people in my community that are, have been doing that for years, that are doing that with their children, you know, like we just, it just doesn't make any sense to not have a grocery store. So literally the least that I can do is become an owner and try to help support this initiative for the benefit of folks who have less access than myself. Um, there was that clip going around with the gentleman from upstate New York and he was talking about how basically black communities downtown within the city are subsidizing the suburbs because teachers and police officers work in these communities, but live in other communities. So that's where those dollars are going. And every week I drive, you know, I drive to Trader Joe's. I'm a, I do my Trader, Trader Joe's shopping, but that means that I'm taking those dollars that I earn at Spalding and I'm putting them into, in, into somebody else's community in St. Matthew's. So that's one more level where it's like, you know, I want those dollars that I own, that I earn to, to benefit the community that I live in. So I know that Old Louisville and the West End are, you know, top priority on this list, but like Chantry said, there'll be multiple locations, and I know that Phoenix Hill will be very happy to, uh, you know, have a, have, a, have a location. So thank you all for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Brenda. <laughs> thank you for sharing all those great stories as well. The last owner I would like to invite to share is Ms. Dolores Butler. She's the Vice President of the Louisville Community Grocery Board. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ms. Dolores. And if you could just share a little bit about why you decided to become an owner. And also, if you don't mind sharing, if folks wanted somebody to come out and speak to their group about the grocery, how they might, you know, who they might contact to be able to do that. Thank you. I became an owner because I wanted the opportunity to see healthy food stores in our communities. We see so many family dollars, general stores. I live in the Russell community and they're flooded with that. 
I want to see more stores, healthy food stores, fresh food, healthy foods that we can go in and purchase. So many times it's just just ordinary stuff that we just snatch and grab, and a lot of it is unhealthy things. So we want to see fresh foods from the farm that are in the grocery stores that we can purchase. And what's the wonderful thing about this grocery store would be our ownership of it. We have an opportunity to say, this is ours. This belongs to us. It's a part of us and our communities. And this is why I became an owner, because I want to be able to have something that I can say belongs to us and that doesn't belong to somebody else. And to become a great part of this. This is what we want. This, we have the opportunity to invest and say, this is mine. And I want to encourage all those that can to become a part of the LACE organization. Become a part, invest in the health and the wealth of our West End, our old Louisville community, whichever is chosen. But let us as a people strive for what we see that we, this need that we have in our community to build health, as I say, and to build wealth. And we can do this together. We're all better together. You know, we reach out to everybody for this, uh, to get this done. So, and uh, uh, CASA would be one that we would go to, to tell us more about the organization and how that all goes. And Kelsey Voigt, she's another one that would be one that would help to lead us in the direction we need to go. But do come out, do be a part of, partake of what we're striving to do to help build our communities. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Ms. Dolores, and thank you You're to very, all of our, welcome, dear. <laughs> our owners who decided to drop by and give us a testimony. We really appreciate your support and you sharing uh, the importance of, of, this, of this effort. If folks are interested in connecting with us and, and asking us to come out to present at your group, you can send us an email at louisvillecommunitygrocery at gmail.com, or you can hit us, hit us up on any of our social media outlets. We're on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. We have a few journalists or reporters that are, are with us. We're giving you guys an opportunity to ask questions now. And if you're watching, tuning in for Facebook and have questions, feel free to drop those in the chat and we'll answer them um, as they come in. So do we have any, any questions from folks? Hi, this is Justin Mogg from Louisville's Cooperative Community Broadcast Media, Forward Radio, your community radio station. Um, I love what I'm hearing today, and I wonder if any of you all could speak. Uh, of course, we've heard about how important Cooperative Grocery Store is, but could it, any of you all speak to the broader vision of uh, the grocery store being a hub that helps cultivate a, a, a whole ecosystem of cooperatives to make us all better in all kinds of ways in Louisville. Yes, Justin. So one of the things that I have envisioned is, um, in particular, this was pre-COVID, right? We have a lot of seniors. We keep talking about our seniors. And I lived in Louisville when I was a student at UofL and um, have lived in neighborhoods downtown and know, I picked up seniors going to the grocery store, coming from the grocery store on 2nd Street when that, that Kroger was open. And them being able to access the grocery store in a safe way is really important to me. And I've had a vision of um, seeing young people deliver groceries um, to our seniors or to deliver groceries to downtown businesses that want to order box lunches from us or something like that. 
And I would love for that business to be owned cooperatively by young people in our community. It's going to take some support and some help uh, to get something like that like that going. Um, I'm glad that we are connected to Forward Radio, which is a cooperatively owned radio station that really supports community. And I've been on Justin's show before and hope to come back on to talk, talk about the grocery store. But it's connecting with you know businesses that have similar values and that want to do good work in the community that's going to make uh, not just the grocery store um, successful, but really infuse new and innovative businesses and ways of living in our communities. There are several other cooperative businesses in our community. There's the, Amanda, I think I'm going to pitch it to you for this. There's the, the bike folks that are in Shelby Park. There was another little kind of store that was opened over on Winter. Uh, I'm not sure if they're open anymore. Full uh, stop. Yes, full stop. Thank you. Anybody else have know of any other cooperative businesses that do operate in our community now? Play Cousins Collective. I just Collective. want to shout out, there are organizations Play Cousins Collective, and there are nonprofits that are operating in a cooperative manner that are not owned as cooperative businesses, but really are leveraging the value of cooperative economics. And so the bike shop, uh, Fall City Bike Works is one of those. There's an acupuncture uh, that I can't remember the name of. Mama's Hip um, is a baby and mama kind of cooperative um, in the Highlands. And so a lot of organizations are understanding and leveraging that value of sharing our uh, wealth in that cooperative structure. Mama's Hip is a really good example of a business that um, that transferred and was transformed into a cooperatively owned business. It was I think there were a couple of women who had who, a couple of women who owned that business at first, and they struggled a little bit, and and then decided they were just selling retail items uh, for for women who were pregnant and and for for children like toys and stuff like that, and um, they started struggling with that business model, and they learned that they could continue to do the selling of products and also offer other services to um, women and babies, and they turned themselves into a cooperative in our continuing to operate, but now as a cooperative businesses that, that does other things other than just sell retail products. Other questions? There were some questions on the Facebook page. Um, one is, can you talk a little more about how LACE supports this work? And another is asking how many member owners we have currently. So we, we have over 130 owners. And um, as Gina said, we're looking for 2,000 before we open the store. That's kind of the litmus test that we've learned from other cooperatives. So we've got a lot to get to. LACE is the nonprofit cooperative developer. So imagine, I'm just going to give you a real, real example. So the Urban League, the Louisville Urban League, is building the track. I forget what the name of it is, but most people know about that project. The Louisville Urban League has a vision to help with education and economic development and jobs and justice and decided that they had an opportunity to build this this track that also supports that vision. So in the same way, LACE is the nonprofit supporter of the Louisville Community Grocery. We're helping to get resources to train uh, board members of the Louisville Community Grocery. LACE is taking on the fundraising, a lot of the fundraising for um, not only just the capacity building, so all the kind of soft things that we need to do, as well as helping to raise money for the hard costs for the grocery store. So LACE is the educator and also the, the developer is going to be the uh, developer if we potentially bring on another 
would be the co-developer of, of the grocery. Are there other questions? To the question about the owners, I think it's, it's closer to 200 right now. I haven't looked today, but we also have, I would like to highlight, we have almost a hundred ownerships that have been subs folks to claim those folks who are low income seniors or low income students or youth can claim a low income ownership for just $25. And those have already been paid for and subsidized. So we really want to recruit folks to claim those ownerships. And that's on our website, louisvillecommunitygrocery.com. Are there any of our board members who want to contribute? Is there anything that we left out that you'd like to share? I think one big thing for us, like as an owner, but also a board member is like spreading the word. Um, there are so many food initiatives. There are just so many things popping up in Louisville. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's a global uprising. Um, so it can be easy to lose this message. Uh, so one thing that would be helpful for us, and I can't speak for the whole team, would be to like, those opportunities you see to lift up great work, to mention us, to say our names in rooms where we're not, that's really helpful for us. And then just like repeating some of the same things about health indicators that that describe why we're needed. And, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's going to take not just one location, it's going to take a bunch of locations, which means we need to be in this for the long haul. And so just, you know, celebrating our successes, but making sure that we understand these are building blocks. One grocery store is not going to do it. 10 grocery stores might not do it, right? Um, we need to be building on all the research that the team has done for the last few years. And, you know, I know that it's really important to have like news bites and headlines, but also like digging deeper, being willing to do that extra work, which, you know, I feel like Justin has definitely done and um, like the Courier has done a lot of that recently. But just to encourage your peers in media to do that same thing is really helpful for us and ultimately helpful for the community. Um, I do have a question. Is there any way that to become a good ambassador to, to really get the right message so that people don't spread the incorrect messages? I don't know if there's a training or something that someone can join to, to just to learn how to spread the word in the right way? That's a great question, Katie, and um, a good opportunity for us. We um, have a few of us who have been doing um, a lot of the talking and speaking uh, publicly, but it would be great if we had a, a speakers bureau for our group and um, a way to, to really educate and train um, other members. That's why we're doing a lot of fundraising. Again, we're all volunteers, and so we're really running ourselves thin. We are excited that um, we had a, a question about uh, the Metro appropriation. Really excited that the Louisville Metro Council appropriated $3.5 million for a community grocery. To be transparent, we thought that those funds were directly for us. Um, I've come to find out that we're going to have to bid um, for those funds, like um, other folks who are, who are interested in, in working on grocery projects and we hope to be able to secure that so that we can have staff to do that very thing. Um, there's lots that we have learned and we, we want to package it in a way in which the community can consume it and in a way that we can continue sharing that um, across the community. So we'll be working on it. Thanks for that question. Katie also had a question about how we make decisions um, and that's a great question. Thus far, the Louisville Community Grocery is LACE's first project and so we're working really closely our board members of LACE and our board members of the Louisville Community Grocery are working very closely together to see that project through. So we have committees, we have two different boards. Um, the LACE has its own separate board and the Louisville Community Grocery has a board. And then we have committees that do the work. 
and board members from each organization participate on those committees, as well as um, members and volunteers. And for big decisions, owners get to vote. So that's one thing that's different with other businesses is that when you're an owner, there are certain decisions that go to our whole ownership and everybody gets a say. And so those really big things, you know, we have been already looking to our community to help guide our work. And we're going to continue to look to our community to guide that after the store is open <laughs> um, from now until the store is open and after the store is open. I saw Kelsey's question about how long it would take us to get to 2000 members. And I just wanted to share a story about an owner that shared about her experience with the Louisville Community Grocery on Instagram. And in one day, 10 people that she knew joined. And so if we have 200 owners right now and each person shared that story, we would have 2000 owners maybe next week. <laughs> um, I say to how you join is important. We have a faith community that gave 50 low income memberships. So one of the ways that we build our membership and how we achieve some of the food justice goals of the co-op is to make sure that people can participate regardless of their ability. So you can invest and pay for other people to join. You don't have to pay your entire ownership fee up front. You can become a LACE member for $20 and you can break up the payments to join. So if it looks like a lot of money, which for some people it does, especially in these times when lots of people are less employed or underemployed or unemployed because of the COVID-19, there are ways to get engaged. And I think telling groups about it, um, I'm happy to go talk to all kinds of different people. I'm a union member. So we've already contacted several of our unions. So if you're a part of a larger group that wants to hear about it, let us know who that group is and we can make sure that you get that information and talk about how faith communities, universities, unions, fraternal organizations, businesses can be connected to the owner piece, but also the volunteering and engagement piece. Yes, that's a that's a good point. Thank you, Doug. We've we've learned from other cooperatives that there are faith groups that really take on the cooperatives and and help and help out. Um, one of our first grants was from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops and from their Catholic Campaign for Human Development Fund. And so uh, faith communities have a lot to offer and we certainly welcome, welcome that support. There was another question from Facebook that asked, uh, what's the timeline for the bid and decision with the city? We don't know when Metro is going to put the bid out for uh, the three and a half million. We're certainly prepared to bid on that and we hope that it's um, pretty quick. We, as, as, as Gina mentioned earlier, we're working with a team of consultants that we have through the end of the year and it would be great if we could uh, match that with paid staff and, and hoping that we could access that money so that we can get campaign manager and executive director and fill our whole capacity up and really kick this project up. So we're excited about that bid and you're welcome to contact your council member and ask them that question too. So uh, there's a question about the locations. Are we still narrowing down the locations? Yes, so we had a market study that said that the locations that we're looking in look good and sound good and, and will be profitable. And so we're doing our due diligence with the pro forma work and business planning to decide which ones of the, which one, one or ones of those properties uh, make the most sense for us right now. And we, we will have that a decision made by the end of the year. There's a question about payment plans. So we're asking, so if you um, want to invest and you don't have the full 150, we're asking folks to put 20 or $30 down and pay as you can. We want this to be an opportunity for everybody to have ownership. And we want to make that as easy as possible. 
There's a question from Facebook that asks, is there any particular sector of the community that we feel that is lacking in support? Farmers, restaurant owners, local people, everybody. Uh, we want everybody to be involved. We certainly have a good relationship with local farmers. Working with local restaurants would be great. We don't know exactly what that would look like and um, how in this startup phase um, that that could be helpful. But certainly restaurants can help us fundraise. Their chefs can offer um, opportunities to have guest cooking and, and raise money on our behalf. We would be uh, excited about working with local uh, restaurant tours and chefs um, in this work. I want to read a comment from one of my friends. She said that she's had the grocery store tab opened on her computer for a very long time. And she noticed that we were having the press conference today and she finally joined. And she also loved that we had the, op the option to offset the low income memberships. And though she wasn't, she said she's not in a position to offer a lot, that she was able to give something. Thank you, Beth. And thank you for folks like that. That's what's going to make this project happen. People giving what they can, um, offering support where, where they can, and using what you have around, around you. That's what's been fun about this project is that Google and my phone has been the best thing <laughs> for me to learn everything that we've learned. And that's the, the people power that has fueled this project and it's gonna continue to, to make it happen and, and get the grocery store open. Are there any last questions that folks have or anything from our board members that we failed to mention? If folks are interested in getting involved deeper in this work after you've become an owner, we have several committees that folks can dig into. Um, we have people working on ownership and outreach. so organizing events like this and getting more owners. Um, folks are working on market research and real estate. So working with the pro formas and market research, market studies to narrow down the location. We have an operations committee, which is looking at everything from where do we source our food to what's the store layout like and all of that good stuff. And we've got a finance and fundraising committee, which is working on securing money to make this happen, which part of that would be working on the bid to Metro Council. But yeah, we would really love, if you've got time, if you're jazzed about this work, we'd really love to have you join us and do the work with us to make it happen. So we're nearing our time. We thank you for join, joining us. I don't know if, if, if folks were able to, to watch the John Lewis uh, funeral today, but I, I was able to, to watch a little bit of it. And this is the kind of good fun I, I find, I find um, that has been helpful for me in, in my journey as an advocate in this community. A lot of times we're put in position to say, no, we don't want that. And no, we want it this way. This project has been something that we have been able to build from scratch. It's been uh, something that we've had in our heads and in our minds and our hearts. And um, it's something that we're working with, working together collectively to, to fight for. And, and that's exciting to be fighting for something and not against something. We welcome you to join us to do that. Um, again, we're on all social media. We take donations. We certainly want you to invest and hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Take care.
And that is how Casa Heron wrapped up the July 30th virtual press conference for the Louisville Association for Community Economics LACE, giving an update on the progress in launching a cooperatively owned Louisville community grocery in one of our core urban neighborhoods, the so-called food deserts, but really suffering from food apartheid in our city. Uh, many thanks to all the great folks involved in doing this work. If you want to get involved or learn more, go to LouisvilleCommunityGrocery.com. Lots of great resources and information there, uh, and you can sign up to become a member of the grocery today and help build it on our way to 2,000 members to finally opening this store. Well, stay tuned, folks. Coming up in just a minute here on Forward Radio and Sustainability Now, it'll be your community action calendar. Joining the, the community grocery isn't the only thing you need to do this week to make sustainability a reality now, but it's certainly a great start. So stay tuned, my friends. Coming up in just a minute, get your pencils out and your calendars ready to take action.
the sweet, sweet sounds of Appa Latin behind me. Now we want to give them our thanks for granting us permission here on Forward Radio to use their wonderful local music in the on-demand podcast versions of our programs. All of our local programs are archived at forwardradio.org. So if you happen to be listening on the radio, 106.5 FM, or live streaming us at forwardradio.org, and you miss anything or want to hear it again or share it with others, please do go to forwardradio.org, find your favorite program, and uh, you'll see embedded there our SoundCloud with all of our uh, great archived programs available anytime you want them to download and to share. You're tuned in to Forward Radio, the people's radio cooperative community radio here, broadcasting from the top of the Hayburn building at 106.5 FM. We are WFMP LP Louisville. My name is Justin Mogg, and now's the time on Sustainability Now where we sharpen those pencils, get our calendars out, and get ready to take action for sustainability. Well, I want you to know about a couple of weekly opportunities to march in support of Black Lives Matter here in Louisville every Monday in August from 5.30 to, uh, if you want to stay as late as 11 p.m., there'll be a Food for Thought Louisville Service Industry March in support of Black Lives Matter hosted by Riot Heart and Injustice Square. The Louisville Service Industry is vast, diverse, and typically booming. There is a prominent portion of that industry that happens to be black folks and people of color. Since the governor has given us some more quote-unquote vacation, we figured it was a perfect time to hit the streets in support of black lives. Owners, chefs, servers, prep cooks, bartenders, barbacks, cashiers, bouncers, whatever it is you do for the amazing Louisville service industry, we want you to come on out. Let's be honest, we're accustomed to walking 20 miles a night. It shouldn't be anything to do a couple miles to show our city that black lives matter. They will be marching from a different uh, location each Friday to Injustice Park. If you have a work uniform that you could be comfortably worn while marching, feel free to wear it. Bring signs and noisemakers, water and snacks will be available. Please, please wear a mask to keep everyone safe more details including the starting location for this every monday 5 30 p.m march a food for thought service industry march in support of black lives will be posted at facebook.com slash injustice square and the other weekly opportunity is on friday it's out of the bars into the streets louisville music for black lives every friday in august uh, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Calling all scenes. Do you play music? Do you book shows? Own a venue? Run sound? Manage artists? Build staging? Run a local label? Well, we are asking everyone and anyone that has ever been involved in the elaborate and extensive Louisville music community to join us every Friday in August in solidarity against social injustice and police brutality. Musicians and members of the entertainment industry from any and all genres are welcome and encouraged to attend our community needs our help and it's time we stand together to say black lives matter we will be marching from planet of the tapes a new business at 640 barrett avenue to the injustice park down at fifth and jefferson we plan to join the weekly lgbtq march that will also be happening on the same day bring banners noisemakers megaphones and any instruments with which you can comfortably march water and snacks will be
be available. And again, please wear a mask. The meet location is Planet of the Tape, 640 Barrett Avenue, every Friday meetup at around 6, and the March rolls at 7 p.m. Details, again, at facebook.com slash square. Coming up this Tuesday, August 11th at 5.30 p.m., it's an L-Surge monthly base building call, Growing the Movement. L-Surge is Louisville showing up for racial justice. What is the base? Well, you are. We are. And what is the goal? To build an anti-racist movement, especially among white folks. Join us and invite a friend for our next monthly base building call. Each month will be a different topic for learning and taking action. We cannot undermine white supremacy without engaging more white folks to work for a world where we are all free. Find the link to participate at facebook.com slash Surge Louisville, S-U-R-J Louisville. ASL interpretation is available. Just email louisvillesurge at gmail.com to let them know you need that. Invite your friends, and if you have time beforehand, we encourage you to review the Surge values, which you can find at showingupforracialjustice.org. Again, this call is on Tuesday, August 11th, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. via Zoom. Find the link to participate at facebook.com slash S-U-R-J Louisville. And related to our great uh, feature presentation today, you can help build the Louisville Community Grocery. There are many volunteer opportunities, uh, marketing, putting together and distributing multimedia campaign to recruit owners, technology, helping us streamline our Salesforce database with our website for the ownership campaign, uh, surveying and tabling, talking to neighbors about what they want in a grocery store, owner party planner, plan one of our monthly events to recruit owners. It could be a potluck basketball game, play date, night out at a restaurant, whatever you want. Website design, we're looking to contract someone to help design and develop our new website. You can email louisvillecommunitygrocery at gmail.com and let them know what you'd like to do and when you have time available. You can also become an owner and spread the word. We currently have 200 owners but need 2,000 to open and we are so close we need your help to reach our goals. Sign up at louisvillecommunitygrocery.com and you, the, just to let you know of some upcoming meetings, uh, this coming Wednesday, August 12th at 7 p.m., it'll be the Outreach and Ownership Meeting to help get to that 2,000-owner goal through media events, relationships with neighbors. And you can contact Mike Jackson if you're interested in participating in the Wednesday, August 12th, 7 p.m. Outreach and Ownership Meeting. He's at KentuckyGreensLou at gmail.com. KentuckyGreensLou. L-O-U at gmail.com And again, more information is at the Louisville Community at louisvillecommunitygrocery.com online. Now, a reminder that the city's No K-N-O-W Waste Webinar Series is continuing this Thursday, August 13th at 3 p.m. Uh, the topic this week will be about Louisville Waste Collection. Learn about Louisville's complex waste collection system and why it is different depending on where you live in the city. It's at 3 p.m. on August 13th, and it's presented live through WebEx. You can register and find recordings of previous webinars on backyard composting, how to recycle right, and hard to dispose of items. It's all available at louisvillewastedistrict.org slash webinars. 
this Thursday, August 13th at 3 p.m., Louisville Waste Collection. And the last one is next Thursday, August 20th on Illegal Dumping. Also want to remind folks about the pop-up farmer's market at the Opportunity Community Garden at 18th and Magazine in West Louisville. Talk about bringing fresh food to West Louisville. Well, this is a great new thing that's happening. Louisville Metro is partnered with Louisville Grows and the Black Community Development Corporation to turn a former vacant lot into Opportunity Corner, a functional space with edible landscaping, a community garden, and shipping containers that serve as pop-up office and retail space to support budding entrepreneurs as part of the broader Vision Russell plan. After successfully celebrating its opening on July 25th, the festivities continue with pop-up farmers markets every Saturday in August from 9 a.m. to noon. Make sure to stop by to support local farmers and the Russell neighborhood every Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon at... 18th Street and Magazine Street in the beautiful Russell neighborhood. And just a few other notes, things of interest. Uh, There's a lot of concern in our community about evictions now that the restrictions against them have been lifted. Eviction prevention assistance is available to help individuals and families experiencing the threat of eviction related to the pandemic. Income-eligible households who have a pending court eviction or a past due notice from their landlord are encouraged to apply schedule a phone appointment via the automated scheduler and a louisville metro resilience and community services staff member will call to assess your eligibility funds for rental assistance will be paid directly to the landlord and will be distributed on a first come first serve basis until available funding is expended this is up to three months in rental assistance how to apply call 502-977-6636 that's 502-977-6036 or go online visit them at evictionprevention.itfrontdesk.com And I also want to let you know that Louisville Metro's Build Back to Better Together initiative is launching. It was created to ensure a robust, equitable, and resilient recovery from the pandemic. Led by a steering committee of key leaders in government, business, and nonprofit sectors, community and neighborhood representatives, and co-chairs from seven focus area teams, the group is seeking engagement from all of you, all Louisvillans, to help meet the need of the entire community and create a new, more dynamic, and equitable economy. The Built and Natural Environment team will focus specifically on how projects and programs in existing transit, sustainability, and land development plans should be altered or accelerated in order to promote health and well-being and prepare for future shocks. If you're interested in getting involved or learning more, go to louisvilleky.gov and you'll find there the Build Back Better Together link right there on the homepage to learn more and get involved. And that's all the time we have for today here on Sustainability Now. I thank you so much for tuning in. It was great having you along for this ride about food justice and cooperative economics. I hope you can stay tuned to Ford Radio. There's lots of great stuff coming up. And I will be back in your ears again, my friends, in one week's time. Stay well, stay safe, stay masked up, and six feet apart. Save a life today. Ooh.